We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Usually when a team makes a big trade, you see them lose first before they start winning. What, what is it about this team that has allowed you guys to win immediately after this trade that you pulled I out? think just, you know, like we have a good core that's been together for for a while now so I think that could absorb people coming in and then you have to you know a guy like OG is like very uh, serious and he wants to do well and I think his mind is open and so he's able to like he plays incredibly hard on every possession so even if it's not perfect right now it's still going to be good Right, your hustle can make up for a lot, and and that's really what he's doing. And each day he'll get better and better, and guys are starting to f- figure him out as well. So that takes a little bit of time, but you know, help where you can. You know, hustle, be in passing lanes, get deflections, help out on the board, play physical, run the floor, move without the ball. Those are things that he does great. And then as time goes on, he'll he'll find more places where he can get scoring opportunities too. Best win of the year. Best been offline for a while. Oh, goodness. My mom passed late last year. She took me to my first Nick game in the 70s. Oh, God. Clyde was her favorite player. She's smiling tonight. Well, hmm. um, yes. Clyde was back wearing the vintage um, suit, vintage outfit. Um, sorry to hear about your mom. Uh, Certainly a good reason to be offline. And can't even imagine. You know, like, I feel like um, almost like, I don't feel like almost all of us have the way we came to our teams. Like, doesn't it have to come from someone that you love, right? Like, think about if you're watching this, you're listening to this, think about like why you're a fan of the Knicks. And like, I've told this story before, like my parents got divorced when I was young and my mom remarried and like first started watching them when I was like, I would go to like my dad's, my biological father's on the weekend and come back home, spend time with my stepdad. And it's kind of this weird thing where I'd like watch the team with my two dads, essentially. So, you know, Knicks make me think of them. And for you, it sounds like it's it's your mom, uh, or was your mom. So uh, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll dedicate this win uh, and this post game rather uh, in her honor. So uh, thank you, Imad, 
for sharing that with us. And I agree. I'm sure she's smiling from above. Gee Huber then. What's going on, Goober? Uh, good team. Don't tell Stephen A or Arenas. That oh my God. I saw the I saw the Arenas thing. I n- no comment. Uh, a stubborn Tibbs is a good coach. Uh, a flexible Tibbs is a great one as a non as a Tibbs non defender. Yeah, I mean Tibbs. I think he's shown flexibility in certain areas of the last few years. Uh, I think there are still areas where he, you know, is still kind of, I mean, like quickly, right? Quickly. Um, I, I think he's done a nice job. I think he's done a nice job. Thanks, Goober. Meanwhile, the, the Raptors have cut it to a 10-point deficit into the third quarter, if you're interested in those sorts of things. Uh, Hush Z, OG Defensive Player of the Year agenda starts tonight. Well, I don't know about the Defensive Player of the Year. He's not He's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. A center is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I think he has a chance to make all defense, for sure. Because like, I, I think more people will pay attention to him than they've been paying attention to him on Toronto maybe the last couple of years. Although, he obviously made it... Uh, Last season. Um, I think he has a great chance to make all defense again. For sure. Especially, by the way, sorry, especially if like, look, they're not going to be the best defense in the league for the rest of the year as they have been over these three games, but like all anybody has to do is look at where their defense was with Mitch, who was set to make an all defense team, where their their defense was after Mitch went out. They were literally the worst defense in the league. And if they're a top, let's say they're a top five defense for the rest of the year, how do you leave them off all defense if that's the impact he's making? Thanks, Hush. Justin Busta Grimes showing out. Randall, big defensive game, too. Look, Randall's been trying. He had uh, the nice block on Embiid early in the game, which was nice. He's trying. He's trying. Uh, look, it, it's never going to be perfect with Randall. There was a. Uh, I think it was a Tobias Harris three earlier in the game, with which Randall, as he's wont to do, like just like p- puts the hand up after the shot has already been released. Got to got to get the old hand up there before the shot leaves the player's hand. T- typically works better, uh, but no, he's he, I, look. I, I'm fine with what Randall's given on defense now. I really am. You know, it's never going to be perfect, but doesn't need to be. Um, as far as Busta Grimes, I don't know if I've ever said this on the on any platform. Uh, Busta Rhymes is my was my favorite rapper growing up. Um, I I don't know that he he's put out any new music in some time, but I owned every Busta Rhymes album that he has ever put out, and I'm pretty sure I threw them all out because there were CDs and uh, I got rid of all my CDs. But yeah, I love me some Busta Rhymes. Mangu Man. What's going on, Mangu Man? Uh, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle can ISO, but damn, this team is on another level when they run. Uh, love iHeart getting more playmaking opportunities. The second unit heard the whispers. Totally agree on the running. Um, they... Uh, 
20 to 23 to 10 fast break points uh, in the first half. Um, Philly improved in that area, but still Knicks won the fast break points 33 to 16 in the game. So you love to see that Uh, again, 23 fast break points in the first half. That is, I mean, that's, that's outstanding. You know, that's outstanding. And I thought, um, you know, the Knicks only forced 14, forced 14 turnovers tonight. I thought they were, it felt like a lot of live ball turnovers. I felt that their defense was good in forcing turnovers, which obviously led to some of the fast break stuff. So that's good. And um, I heart getting more playmaking opportunities. I mean, I, yes, absolutely. And then at the end of, I mean, end of the day, look, they finished with 27 assists on 43 made shots. Uh, that's an assist percentage of 63. That's that's always fine for New York. You know, 63 assist percentage is always going to be fine for New York. And and I think again, you it's the spirit of their play. Are they trying to move? Are they moving without the ball? How often does their offense get stagnant? How often are they forcing up a tough shot at the end of the clock? The third quarter, you saw a lot of that. Um, as the game went on, or obviously got better, it was immaculate in the fourth quarter. It was great in the first half. And I just want to, sorry, read off some assists. So 27 assists tonight, and yet nobody had more than six. I actually think that's a really good sign. Not only that nobody had more than six, your starting point guard only had two. So, Hart, six. Hardenstein, Stein. I'll get that right one day. Hardenstein, five. Randall, five. McBride, four. And then uh, DiVincenzo, three. Grimes, two. Brunson, two. Pretty good. Thanks, Bangaman. Dan Hidalgo looking up Deuce on the cheap. Locking up Deuce on the cheap, looking smart. It's funny. He took the first shot tonight where it's like it was a quick, uh, long two. I think his foot was on the line on like a, it was not a transition play, but like there was a lot of time left on the clock and he just had some space and he fired a well away. You could tell when he took that shot that he had been told if you don't effing shoot it when you're open, you're coming out of the effing game. Like somebody told him that. And so he got that shot. He took it and it did not look pretty. But the next four looked awfully pretty. And, um, but after he took that shot, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, this contract's not going to age well. If, like, uh, Fred Katz said it on the most recent episode of Cats and Shoot, uh, you could sign up on Patreon, uh, where the Knicks kind of made a bet that if Deuce goes out and he plays well, that he would be a candidate to get somebody's, um, Taxpayer MLE, taxpayer mid-level exception, which is is it six next year, something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I uh, hope I didn't get that very wrong. Um, but uh, do do do, yeah. So like, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see what he ends up doing the rest of the year. But it that was their bet. That was their bet. So. Here we go. I have it right here. So the um, 
the taxpayer MLE for next year is do, 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 no, that can't be right. I did, no, I think it's slated to be oh, I think it actually might be closer to seven. Six and change. So that's a decent chunk of change. You know, six and change. Like if somebody actually gave him that, yes, they'd be saving themselves a lot of the, a lot of money by paying him only four and a half a year. Is it worth the risk of paying him maybe two million dollars more in the minimum, which is you know, what he might be worth? But good night from Deuce. Dom Cappuccini, fantastic fun win tonight. Could we still use an extra piece? Sure, but I think we might be able to stay afloat until then. Keep it simple. We don't need anything splashy. Again, I I gotta tell you, the more I think about it, I don't. Here's my prediction. I think they've done their splashy thing. I think another move will come. I don't think it's going to be splashy. I think it's going to be on the smaller side. For a rotation player, a rotation guard, that'd be my gut feeling. Could be wrong. We'll see. Drazoff, need to amend the OG trade. We traded IQ and RJ for OG and Quentin Grimes. This game has to merit being a four-star game. Uh, man, I don't know. How, I, I really have no idea how I'm going to pick the stars of the game. Wish me luck. Could Actually, hold on. Because Hardenstein, Bronson, McBride, Grimes, right? There's your four. There's your That's four stars. And I didn't say the name of the fucking guy who's set the record this year for best plus minus in a single game with Josh Hart. I've picked three of those guys. Three. I no idea. Five no star idea. night. Five what? star night. But that takes that cheapens the the whole thing is you have to you have to pick. You have to pick. Isn't this like whose line is it anyway? Rules are made up. Points don't matter. Or does this matter? Is what you're saying? The sanctity of the stars of the game in the newsletter. Sir, matters. Okay, I apologize. That the bad media training by me not taking your stars of the game sanctity seriously. I I I, I would pick Josh Hart as a plus forty six. Kind of has to be on there. Also, I like did not watch this game, so I'm just not the person to ask about this. <laughs> um, meanwhile, DJ Zulo just puts out a tweet about like Jalen Brunson shot making being insane. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, yeah, Brunson made some shots, but like, yeah, whatever his overall impact. No, that fucking, that dude. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I have no, I literally don't know what I'm going to do. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, what, hold on. One other thing. Uh, I'll get back to it in a second. Chris Infanti have to hand it to the front office. Three absolutely season-altering in-season trades now. Rose, Hart, and OG. So much trust in their ability to find the right fix year after year. Um, the Derek Rose trade changed their team. Changed their team. Completely. There's no other way to say it. The OG trade changed their team not all for the better, to be clear. And I'm going to get back to that point because I'm going to get back to the previous comment in a second. And then the Josh Hart trade was just the perfect fit. And the cost was like totally something that they were happy to live with. You know? Um, I want to get back to the previous comment about change their team. The OG trade changed their team. It did. Not all for the better because, again, you lost the second unit playmaking. And then that's that's the thing. I don't want to, I, I feel bad going back to talk about the trade again, but like, I think for, for some folks, and for anybody who looks at the trade from Toronto's perspective, this is, this should be the perspective. And if you're like, well, you can't separate one out from the other. I hear that it's about quickly sealing, right? That's the Toronto perspective. And if you're like, well, that if that's what the trade is about, then that's what the trade has to be about all around. And that is fair. And I understand that, that line of thinking. I would still argue that for the Knicks, this Knicks, this Knicks team and the Knicks team moving forward, this roster, the most important impact that Emmanuel quickly gave them was the second unit playmaking. And that is replaceable. Which again, is not to say that the other stuff that he did and can do that was left unexplored here is that important. It is. But, 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 but for this team moving forward, that's the biggest thing that I believe that they will miss from quickly. Reasonable minds may differ. That's what I think. And so to get, to get back to your comment about, we traded quickly in RJ for OG and Quentin Grimes. Like you could say the same thing about like DiVincenzo. They're getting more of DiVincenzo. They're getting more of Quentin Grimes. They got more Quentin Grimes. They got Deuce of Pride tonight. Deuce of Pride looked great. All of these, these three players that I just named, DiVincenzo, Grimes, and um, Deuce, all of these guys are not going to be great every night. There will be some nights where none of them are great. But there were some nights that quickly wasn't great for as wonderful as he was. So like, it's not about like every night. It's about opening up the rest of your roster to allow them to fulfill their whatever their destiny is on this team and seeing what you have and allowing those guys to thrive. And I would argue, again, for all of the wonderful things Quickly does and will do in his career, we haven't seen, we have not seen the best of him. Like, that concept that I just talked about, that has real value. 
that has real value for the Knicks. It's not why you trade him in Emmanuel quickly. You trade Emmanuel quickly to get an OG Ananobi. But it's a, it's a hell of a nice bonus. And it makes sense for this team at this time to get that bonus. Because it's more than just icing on the cake. It is absolutely instrumental to, to give these guys more of an opportunity and see what you have here. Um, let them spread their wings, the whole thing. Even if it doesn't work out ultimately. Because you've you 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 have more knowledge, you have more evidence. Um so I, I know that was a little convoluted, but I, I I hope the point got out the way I, I, I wanted it to. It's a fascinating trade to think about and to continue to discuss. Ugh. Anyway. Um thanks, Chris, by the way. Next up. Ty uh Hushzu, Tyus Jones moves me a lot over Brogdon. Uh, I love how I, I just get on these post-game pods and just shout out other people all the time, but you know, this is what you have to do sometimes. Uh, Fred Katz made a good point about on, on the Cats and Shoot episode, uh, which Andrew Claudio was guest on, because I think Brogdon's been a guy who's number one on a lot of people's lists, to say nothing of Murray, who interests a lot of people. And Fred made a good point in regards to Murray, but you can make the same point about Brogdon. If you didn't want to pay Emmanuel quickly, 20 for $25 million a year. Why are you going to pay DeJounte Murray 27 a year? Why are you going to pay Brogdon? So I think he's 22 and a half. You know, now 22 and a half versus 24, 25. Is that a big enough difference? I don't know. What I want to talk to Fred about more is, and just to, and I, I don't put words in his mouth, but like, I'm sure he would, agree with me that it was never just about the number with quickly. I think it was also about the number given his role. And like, for instance, if we got a Brogdon here, would his role be slightly different? Cause he's a slightly bigger guard and maybe he could play a little bit more with like, whatever. So Brogdon averages 27 minutes a game. He's averaged 30 minutes a game his entire career. He's not coming here. This is the other point that Fred made. It's very good to play 14 minutes on some nights and whoever the Knicks bring in, if they do bring in somebody to bring to be their backup point guard. And this is why I like Tyus Jones is the best option. And it sounds like you do. And I think Fred said so as well. If Tyus Jones plays 12 minutes or 14 minutes off your bench in one game, guess what? That's fine. Tyus Jones isn't Malcolm Brogdon. It's, it's not, DeJounte Murray. He's not one of these guards where it's like we're ha- we're sitting here and having the same freaking conversation about one of them as we just had about Emmanuel Quickly for the last 12 months or 16 months or whatever it's been. Where it's like, oh my God, how are you playing this guy so little? I think that sort of move makes so much more sense. Um, but but you know. You could also talk yourself into one of those other guys because they're good players. They're really good players. But so is Tyus Jones. So, I don't know. But tonight's not about Tyus Jones. Mike Sharp, great win. Looking into changing my kid's name to OG. Unrelated to that, any chance you guys start doing more on threads rather than X? Um, yes. In short, I... Don't think I made a New Year's resolution. This is me. Andrew's getting on here. It's a me thing. He this said you guys. Me. No, me. Oh, well, I well, okay. Me. Me. I'm one guy. Okay. Um, I am gonna start making more of an effort. 
I know I've said that before. I'm going to follow through with it to get more on not only threads, but also uh, I'm on some other app that it's called Blue Sky. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. You know, just to see what the conversation is like on those places. You know what I just heard, John? That your news resolution was to ask Andrew how to operate Blue Sky and Threads. So that way you can make more of an effort to post things on Blue Sky and Threads. So happy that like literally every KFS thing is like just the dirtiest of laundry, like skid marks and all. It's just all out there. It's just fantastic. I mean, I am not, not for nothing. That is what happens when you're on YouTube. That it becomes more personal. People know you somewhat intimately. You know, my tech, my technical proficiency or lack thereof is the skid mark of KFS. Yes, that's the skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun tonight, folks. <laughs> the worst. Drazov, imagine the final score if we had Jalen Green. Oh my God, that was good. That's comment comment of the night from Drazov. Good job by you. So this is where I'll give John a bone because right. you already said you saw the Gilbert thing. I didn't watch it. I, I, I'm my understanding is he said like the Knicks should shouldn't like. You want you say it? The TLDR is on his show, which is like the basketball Joe Rogan. He was like the Knicks do the Knicks are top three in spending and they don't have a star or something like that. Like bottom 25 in, in attendance or winning or championships, whatever. Like you basically equated the Knicks to the Lakers and the Celtics with numbers that aren't real. And then said, you need to go get a star like Anthony Edwards, like Jalen green. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? Like that, that's, those are the, super, like didn't name actual superstars. Like Jalen, uh, Jalen Green could potentially be one, one day. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is like borderline, but didn't say Luca, so, didn't say like so Embiid, the, <laughs> you know? Here's the thing. And I'll, I can't believe I'm going to throw Gilbert Arenas a bone. Mm -hmm. I like wonder, are there teams out there that like, if you ask them, you could have Jalen Brunson on his contract, J J Julius Randle on his contract, or Jalen Green on his contract. I think there are teams based on like where they are in their progression as a team, like what needs there are, they have. I'm sure there are teams out there that would take Jalen Green because his upside as a as a shot creator at the wing position is like it's it, the upside's there. He's not had a good year, um, and the promise that got him drafted second has definitely taken some hits, some body blows, not closing games for Houston, like the whole thing. But like, it was still a ridiculous statement. It was still a ridiculous statement. I think how you just answered that is why Nick's Film School exists. You all can go to the places for nonsense and entertainment like like Gilbert, if you'd like to. I personally don't watch it. I actually like throw Stephen A a bone. Like he at least yells about Donovan Mitchell, a first team all NBA guy, not Can we not you know, throw Stephen A any bones. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna get your bet of money, at least make sense when you're making your bet of money. And like Stephen A's got a tweet right now that's going around Nick's Twitter, and we're all taking a turn running ISO on it. Like it's just we're all quote tweeting it and it's it's all of us coming together to be like, no, you're not allowed on this side. Like you're the, the door is locked. You are not allowed in the club. I don't, I don't know how you could dance with us from outside of the club because you didn't even get in. So you didn't um, even get in the club. Didn't even get in. So point being, uh, you just analyzed Jalen Green better than anything on the Gilbert Arena show. So 
Awesome. I'm not Which is why people come here. I, for, for the record, I don't care why people come here. Keep coming. I love having guests. Gives me reason That's to do That's what. This not going to finish that sentence. Forgot I was on the mic. That just happened. I think my apologies. Now who needs tomorrow. fucking media training? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Rule number one. Turn your mic off when you want to say something inappropriate. Sorry, Hidalgo. Specifically you, dad. Dan Hidalgo, new KFS hoodies equals the best swag KFS has made. Get you one. So um, I love our rebrand. I love the new design. I'm actually wearing something from last year. I'm wearing the playoff shirt from last year. Um, I, it, like amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. It's 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 I, I wore KFS, the new stuff, like I think three times this week. Um, comfortable. Great. It's on uh for, oh, Andrew's wearing it right now. And they, where can they get the stuff? Huh? You're on mute. Nicksfilmschool.com. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, the store is linked right underneath us. Like you can see items underneath our face at the moment. So just click on click on one of those items, whether it be whether it be this glass right here, this Nick's Film School glass, or you want to get here. I actually got a whole bunch. Hold on a second. Ugh. My God. A bunch of Nick's Film School hoodies. Sorry. Yes. I bent it over. That's another thing that was said. There's a Nick's Film School beanie. Yeah. I got all my buddy, my uh, my groomsmen. Uh, I got them all Nick's Film School beanies for Christmas. And they just now came in. So, yeah. Wait, am I getting one? Oh, you are a groomsman. I guess I could. I was going to get someone that like wasn't like, I guess. Yeah. Actually, you know what, John? I have extras. Absolutely. I'll give you one. I want a beanie. I, I will. Merry Christmas, John. Thank you. Happy New there Year. There you go. So yes, go to Nick's Film School S K O O S K O O L dot com. Also, hyperlinked in your episode description. I've been doing it since the merch store relaunched. Just click on the merch store link, and that's where you can get KFS merch. And it's supposed to like snow this weekend here in the Northeast, I, so this is the weekend to get warm yeah, weather my, stuff. My kid, uh, my kid at a party that was supposed to be tomorrow. Like late afternoon, early evening. They got moved earlier in the day because apparently weather. Dom Cappuccini with another one because he's a madman. Seeing Deuce and Grimes go off uh, gave me joy tonight. Q uh, needed that, but uh, this was big for Deuce. His four threes were the tone setter for the game. It changed the game. Changed the game. Turning point of the game. Um, totally. And as far as Grimes, um, there was a moment... Wish I wrote down what the hell the score was. Uh, where Maxi missed the three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That I think would have brought it. God. I think it either would have brought it to nine or it would have brought it maybe back down to 12. But Maxi missed a three. There was a good look from three. And then Grimes came down, hit a three. Then the next possession hit two free throws. And then after that, 
made, I think, another three, and it was eight straight points, and I think that made it one on one eighty. So uh, twenty one minus eight. So, so yeah, I think the maxi three would have got it down to either nine or ten. If I'm if my math is correct, I thought that was a big swing in the game. The maxi missed, and then the Grimes made three, and then from there, the Knicks basically started to run away with it. Thanks, Tom. Zach Horowitz, Nick, give up under 100 points a game with OG uh, one and Anobi. I like that. Credit to Stepson for his new nickname. Offenses struggled, but defenses brought it home. Let's L M F G K. So, oh, let's mother effing go. I like what you did there, Zach. I like what they they, they they're creative up there in Alaska. Um, yeah, the defense seems to be back, which is nice. JSF, what's going on, JSF? Uh, stars of the game, three stars, Brunson, two stars, Josh Hart, one star, Isaiah Hartenstein, um, honorable mention, Grimes and Deuce. Feel free to steal mine, John. Here's the thing. You're like, nobody's wrong. No, like, you, like, I guess the okay. Here's the thing. I guess you could go by. Who is the least deserving? Like who, if they got three stars, would you be like, that's a little aggressive? My inclination, and I say this with much trepidation, is to say that McBride getting three stars in a game in which he played ten minutes of non-garbage time. Him getting three stars, that feels least defensible, even if he changed the game with the threes. So could you justify Brunson getting three stars? Yes. Could you justify Hardenstein getting three stars? Yes. Could you justify Grimes getting three stars? Again, a lot all that a lot of work in the in the fourth quarter, maybe tail end of the third. That's a little tougher. You know what, JSF? I, I think you might have the right three. I don't know if I'm with you on the order. I got to think about the order a little bit more, and I got to i i open the i open the post game with, with Hardenstein for a reason. Um, oh, it's Jasso focused. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let me think about it a little bit more. Thank you, uh, Jordan Miller. Do you think they will be able to re-sign uh, Isaiah Hardenstein? So. Again, I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back uh, that I already wrote on this uh, two weeks ago. Uh, exactly two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Knicks Film School newsletter that came out Friday before Christmas. The Knicks are limited because they only have early bird rights on Hardenstein to signing him to a deal that is 175% raise on his current uh, contract. What I am not 100% sure of because the CBA, the language in the CBA is not clear to me. And I, me and Fred were kicking it around earlier. He's yeah. I think he actually asked the front office person about this. The front office person thinks they have the answer. Um, is, is it 175% raise on Isaiah Hardenstein's base salary this year before the incentive, or is it 175% of what Isaiah Hardenstein will actually make, which is going to be more than the base salary because he's going to get an incentive. Um, it was, it's probably going to get an incentive. Because the Knicks have to make the playoffs, and I think he has to play a certain amount of minutes. Um, that is going to make a difference. 
it's a difference of if they could start his next contract at something like 14 point something, or if they could start his next contract at like 16 point something. And over the life of the deal, it's going to make the difference in of like, I want to say it's going to make a difference of about seven or $8 million over a four year deal. Um, This is all to say they're going to be able to offer him more than the full taxpayer, full non-taxpayer mid-level exception, regardless of which of the two scenarios I just laid out it is. The question is whether it's 14 and change, whether it's 16 and change, is that going to be enough? Is a cap space team going to swoop in there and say, we want to pay you $17 million a year or $18 million a year or $19 million a year to be our starting center for your prime. Because remember, the dude's only whatever he is, 25 or 26 years old. So it's like four-year deal to some other team. You're getting Isaiah Arnstein for, through like through his age 30 season. You're getting the best years he has. Um, and they cannot match that. They cannot match that number because they they don't have cap space. They are limited to his early bird number. So um you know, I don't know what the marketplace is going to be like. It, all it takes is one team. It's something the Knicks are going to have to, you know, live with and think about for the rest of the year. It's going to be interesting. Um, thank you, Jordan. Good, good, good question there. Uh, Rowan Sr., the Deuce OG, QG, and Josh lineup looks promising. I mean, how do you score on it, right? How do you score on that lineup? I don't. Good luck. And then with with and then who but who's your who's your last offensive player out there? So um I like that lineup more. I don't it makes it tough to stagger to get it this way, but I like the lineup more with Isaiah out there, right? And this is not to bash Precious, but like you know, Precious is still finding his way. Put Isaiah out there, obviously defensively it's great, and then offensively it feels makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um so yeah. Deepak Sheshadri. I hope I got that right. Sheshadri. The vibes are so high that my notorious Knicks hating, non-basketball watching Indian father was intrigued by these Knicks. I love it. Uh, tell him to keep watching. Tell, tell tune into uh post game. Uh Jalen Brunson, A1, Quentin, uh Quentin Grimes, my lord, deuce. Love it. And j- now I'm actually thinking on that last comment. Would, on that previous lineup suggestion, how insane would it be to again? It, this all has to do with the staggering and like when guys are coming off the bench and when guys are in. But like, play OG at center, like that's so so small. But like, imagine going OG at center, Josh at the four, Deuce Grimes, and then DiVincenzo would be the guy to try to get you. Assuming, assuming it's there, these are non Brunson, non Randall minutes, and like kind of Divincenzo maybe run some pick and rolls in that backup unit. You're super small, but Divincenzo is your worst defender out there in that group. So like, yeah, you're small, but that's a fun one. I don't know if we're ever going to see it, but that's a fun one. I ninety five bully, loving the off ball screens. Um, love Mitch, but I heart screens lead to so many buckets. It just it makes it easy to facilitate offense. He's such a smart player. 
He's such an unselfish player. You know, he doesn't. I mean, I know he got points tonight. He doesn't care about scoring. Truly. He cares about making the correct basketball decision, which is why Tom Thibodeau freaking loves him. Sam Garcia thought Precious looked good tonight. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought he, he had some nice moments. You know, I, I think the the you're still waiting for the 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 chemistry, the synergy, whatever word you want to use, um, with him and everybody else. I, you know, I don't think we've seen his best yet. I don't think he's flashed the 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 moments that really make you have made him a really really tantalizing prospect going back to when Miami drafted him. You know, I, we haven't seen a ton of those yet, but the, we'll we'll get there. Thanks, Sam. And Lucas, stay classy, Knicks fans. I'm Jonathan Macri. Spectacular. New job hasn't allowed me to be online for post games, unfortunately. Uh, the boys delivered today on my day off. I've missed these post games. Love KFS. Well, we love you, Lucas. And um, uh, I'm Hope the new job as well. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties. Hope nobody minded too much. But please subscribe to the channel um, if you dig what we do. And uh, we appreciate you. And, and if you're listening to the podcast form, you know how that goes. Five stars, any ratings or any reviews are appreciated if they're, if they're good. And uh, we will be back with more fun and games very soon. Peace out.